Hello friends, welcome to episode two of the podcast. Um, I'm Laurel Hill, in case you found your way here and you have no idea who I am, at least now you know my name. Um, and I actually realized in the first episode, I didn't even really go over like what I might be talking about. And again, to be quite honest, like, I don't really know. I'm just going to kind of let this go wherever it wants to go. I'm definitely going to share any messages that want to be shared from the trees, from the land. Um, I will be doing some cosmic weather reports, which is a little bit of what I will be doing today. Um, I'll share practices, embodiment stuff, somatic alchemy stuff, like really will go wherever the wind carries us. So um, today I wanted to do a little weather report about Gemini season. Um, I have been doing these for all of the seasons of the Zodiac this year, starting with Capricorn. And if you're interested in one of those from 2022, you can find them in the free resources section on my website, laurel-hill.co.uk. Um, and then just sign up for the newsletter and you'll get a password to all those. And for Gemini, you know, I'm running a little late on this one and most, we're over halfway through Gemini season. (laughs) Um, So I had intended on doing this a little bit earlier, but life happened, things happened beyond my control. And I'm not really a fan of forcing things that don't absolutely have to be forced. You know, there are occasions where it's really important that we follow through on our commitments, we keep our word, but ultimately me recording a free thing about Gemini season or the cosmic weather, it was like, nobody's gonna like be harmed, (laughs) including my integrity, (laughs) if this is a little bit late. So here we are, better late than never. Um, And also, I think that sometimes looking at the astrological weather in hindsight can even be a little bit more helpful than looking at it like beforehand. I mean, it's nice to know kind of like what's coming up, what themes are going to be activated. You know, if something does happen, we can kind of sit back and go like, oh, okay, well, in the big picture, this totally makes sense that it's coming up and I'm being asked to alchemize this and find more freedom in the spot that I am in right now, find more peace, more acceptance here. Um, versus, you know, just kind of being totally knocked out. And sometimes, you know, we get knocked out anyway, and that's that's also totally fine. Um, but it, I think it can also be really helpful to kind of like look back and see, oh, okay, well, that was happening, and that makes totally, uh, that totally makes sense because um, this was the experience I was having, and they really match up. So let's dive into Gemini season. Um, You know, one thing that has really fascinated me about looking at the zodiac seasons through the lens of human design is just how well everything does match up. (laughs) Like, it's pretty, it shouldn't be surprising, but 
it is pretty mind-blowing. Um, and I also really love getting into some of the nuances of what these signs are bringing us, what these signs are showing us. Um, I think Capricorn was, well, that was the first one I did. And I was just like, this is hilarious um, because it is so Capricorn. And at the same time, like all of these really mystical energetics were being brought out as well that I think we often don't give Capricorn credit for. And that so far has happened with, you know, everything that I look at. Um, You know, we have like, the pop culture ideas and the memes about the zodiac signs and you know usually there's no lie but also there's so much depth here and so much wisdom and um once again with gemini season it's really so funny because Gemini is really all about expression and communication it's ruled by mercury um So it's really all about like how we express ourselves in the world. And when we place it within the context of the full Zodiac wheel, you know, we have like Aries bursting forth as like a brand new entity, like here I am, this is who I am, this is my identity. And then in Taurus season, we kind of find our place in the world and we ground into this like earthly connection. And now that we've gotten comfy in Taurus season, it's really time to start like, you know, figuring out how we express ourselves in the world in Gemini season. Um, And pretty much all of the activations in Gemini are in the throat center. Uh, really should be no surprise, but of course, you know, I'm always like, wow, that works out so perfectly. Um, so let's go through those activations briefly. I don't want to make this like a huge one, um, but because it is coming so late in the season, I also kind of want to go over for the upcoming ones, ways that we can ground our energy if it does feel, um, you know, if we do feel a little wonky or a little crunchy. Um, And I think, you know, ways to ground ourselves daily are fantastic anyway. Um, That is a daily practice I have, grounding and clearing my energy, usually outside in the trees. You know, if you don't have access to walk out and be in nature, you can always, um, I mean, the power of visualization and the power of just intention is so incredible. So I encourage everyone to find a method of grounding and clearing that works for you. Um, If you want to hear more about mine, let me know. I can always record a meditation here. Um, And there's definitely meditations available in a lot of the courses that I have um, on my website. But this isn't too sell you things. (laughs) Let's, let's talk about the weather. So, um, starting at the very beginning, the sun, when it bridges Taurus and Gemini, the sun is in gate 20 and gate 20 is really all about presence. Gate 20 is the gate of the now. And we were in a Mercury retrograde at the beginning of this season. So that was a really powerful and potent time to revisit and review where we 
might not be present in our daily lives. Like, what are we trying to sweep under the rug? What are we trying to like pretend isn't there? What are we trying to gloss over? Um, where are we numbing out? You know, where are we not fully present? Um, and sometimes, you know, that numbing is a protection mechanism that we learned at some point in order to keep ourselves safe, in order to help keep our nervous systems in a state where, you know, we could handle what was going on in the world around us. And, you know, at some point when that happens, when we do kind of like numb out or like push down sensations, like that is when trauma gets stuck in the body. And at some point we will be asked to process that trauma and, can we be present with ourselves here now? Like we couldn't at one point, but like, how about now? Like, can we really love ourselves here? Can we accept ourselves here? Can we be present with the sensations that are arising here? Um, and you know, I also want to, um, talk not just about trauma, but about the bliss that's available to us in presence like right now just bring your attention into your body like feel your feet if you're sitting in a chair feel your hips being supported feel your legs your thighs feel your abdomen your solar plexus you know, just move up your torso, really like feel your entire torso and just, you know, there's no way to do this wrong, but just like really bring your attention there, like your physical being and notice the sensations that are present right, right now. What does it feel like? Um, I have found that often when I am in deep discomfort, it's really more of a mental thing and it's not so much of a body thing. And of, of course there is like physical pain and physical discomfort and like high sensation moments where we do want to numb out. Um, but often it is just the mind. And if we can bring ourselves back into the present moment, you know, where we're not like fretting about the past or freaking out about the future, something that like hasn't happened yet and probably won't happen or might happen in an entirely different way. Um, you know, really bringing ourselves back to right now in our bodies, like really keep your attention on your body. And I mean, I would invite you to try and keep your attention on your physical body, like during this entire thing. I will try to remember to um, remind us to come back into our physical bodies because, you know, I forget too. I have a lot of air in my chart. I'm like very Aquarius and I, got, I also have like tons of Libra energy. I'm mostly air and like zero earth. So being really present in my body has actually been like a very like lifelong, <laughs> lifelong practice. And, um, it's easy to kind of spin out and get into our thought processes and get into our heads. And, 
Um, that is not where bliss lives. Bliss does not live in our thought processes. Like bliss really truly lives in the body. Like the body is the vessel. The body is the connection to source energy. It is like the portal, you know, between our human selves and our divine selves. So let's appreciate the body and just be present in this vessel and just notice how the vessel feels. Um, sometimes, you know, when we first start doing this, like the vessel might be a little numb and like, that's totally okay. Um, it's, this is a practice. This isn't something that it's like, you just like flip on one day and you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm perfectly present. I'm perfectly in my body. I am now an embodied being. Um, not saying that can't, can't happen, but that's probably not what we are going to typically experience. So baby steps, you know, just bring yourself into your body and maybe instead of feeling like a numbness, you're going to feel some like really high sensation stuff start to pop up, like really uncomfortable stuff. Uh, for a really long time, like when I first started doing this kind of work, um, I honestly had like really bad insomnia for like a year. I didn't know where it was coming from, but at this point, looking back, I'm like, oh, I was just, <laughs> I was just coming back into my body. And there was also like a lot of energy that was moving, a lot of energy wanting to like run through and be expressed, a lot of energy that was building, um, that I had kind of ignored for a really long time. Um, I think a lot of it was just that my nervous system was like expanding to be able to like hold a bigger capacity, but there are definitely some growing pains. Um, and this like really deep knot of anxiety. Um, and you know, I typically don't like to use like positive or negative words to describe this stuff, but it really felt like this pit of like a bottomless pit of anxiety in my solar plexus that would just like magically turn on in the evening. <laughs> like I'd get in bed and suddenly like, you know, without all the other distractions, it was like, oh, I'm here. I'm here to be felt. I'm here to be processed. And, you know, I'd sit with it. I'd be like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to feel you. Um, and it was not easy and it was not comfortable. And eventually I would like drift off to sleep. Um, like the smallest thing would wake me up again. It was really frustrating. Or I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd, to pee. And then I'd be like, oh my God, and now I'm going to be awake for another couple hours. Because like, you know, as soon as I wake up, as soon as I regain consciousness, it's like my mind will be like, oh, what about that thing? Like, oh my God, there's that. And then my body, um, I, you know what? I don't even know if it was my mind or my body first, but it, they were definitely linked. It was like my mind had stories about what was going on in my body. Um, and eventually I worked through that knot. <laughs> um, I don't know if I did it in the most efficient way, but whatever. It was, it was the way that it happened. It was the way that I did it. And I, I did it. Um, I fully believe that, you know, when this stuff starts showing up, it's because we have the tools and the knowledge and the awareness and the capacity to deal with it. Um, so it was hard, honestly, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. To me, it was just like, I have insomnia. I've never had insomnia. 
my solar plexus is like constantly this like knot, this tight, like swirling, heavy, um, like anxious knot. Um, and occasionally I will still feel some activation, but I think that's, it's more like what I would call like normal, <laughs> like normal human activation stuff and not like a deep excavation of things that had been suppressed for decades. So, um, wow, really went on a tangent about the gate of presence, <laughs> which I guess needed to happen. Um, and I'm actually going to grab some water. I'll be back. Okay, cool. Um, one more thing I want to say about presence and bliss um, and letting these feelings run through our bodies is that really like the amount to which the, the level at which we're willing to feel like the difficult bits and the crunchy bits and the bits that are showing up to be alchemized like that's the level at which we'll be able to feel that bliss as well and even that like deep sense of peace you know if we're constantly trying to like shove things away like we're also in a sense like shoving you know we, we might get like momentary relief but there's really not that sense of like deep peace that comes with knowing that you're really holding yourself in whatever situation arises. Um, you know, and there's a lot of nuance here that I don't want to get into now. Um, but I just wanted to bring that in as well as like that, that bliss, you know, if we're like numbing, it's like if when we shut ourselves off to love, you know, it's like we build up like a wall around our heart as like protection. And sure, we're like protected, but we're also like keeping love out at the same time. And it's like, how can we really feel the depth and intensity of love that's available to us if we're like, we've got a wall up, you know, <laughs> like it can't get in. <laughs> and, you know, at the same time, it can't really get out either. It's, it's a two-way street. And it's like that with just like presence in our bodies. Like if we can't be present in the moment, we're missing out on all of the absolute bliss and ecstasy of life available to us in every single moment like literally every single moment I'm not bullshitting you um about that like sure I know <laughs> that can seem like oh, what the fuck is she talking about but um if you know you know we'll talk more I do have some um some more stuff about presence maybe I'll uh pop those up as podcast episodes as well but okay that definitely uh, gosh as always went somewhere I really did not expect that to go so let's move on <laughs> that was pretty deep so moving from the gate of presence which you know what actually I'm not done there I just want to be really clear um also that because we are coming into Gemini season here and it's all about like communication and expression and the throat center itself, which is where all of these gates are located. Again, communication, expression, manifestation, and connection, like really, you know, connection with other people, because like, what's the point of communicating? Like, it's 
to connect with others um, and really trusting like what is here to be expressed in the moment instead of feeling like we have to like manipulate it or you know think to like get too into like well this has happened before um, or like I need to make sense of this or like what what's the future pattern like what's gonna happen it's like don't even worry about that like just what's here now like express what is here now to be expressed um which is honestly like one of the reasons that I'm doing this podcast just an exercise in my own ability to be present with like whatever comes out of my mouth in the moment like even if I'm like I don't really like that I mean I've already said a couple things here where I'm like I wish I hadn't gone there or I wish I'd said that differently or I could have articulated that better um you know but here we are. I'm just going to trust it. So where are we going next? Okay, let's go to gate 16, the gate of mastery, the gate of enthusiasm. This is another gate in the throat center. It's all about sharing our skills with the collective. Um, There's like a deep genius and a deep artistry here. And it's really all about this union of masculine and feminine intelligence and artistry um it's like applying the the masculine skills uh the practice the you know daily dedication to like doing the thing and practicing the pattern along with this like deeper intuitive artistry um you know this is like the piano player who plays all the notes perfectly and brings their own unique flavor of um, like making it look easy and also just like beyond the notes on the page. You know, they like bring the deeper thing to the mastery. Um, So this one takes practice and it's not something that you know you necessarily just like walk on stage and you do it perfectly like there's a lot of dedication and devotion involved in this like a dedication to your craft this is the one where it's like you know the 10,000 hours and it really is that union of masculine and feminine that union of the practice with the intuition and that like deeper spark of undefinable life force energy that like animates the mastery um and because we spent so long well not even because I'm like do we really have anything else no I feel like that's just kind of like all that I want to say about that one um because hopefully I do want to keep this one um a little bit shorter not not talk about every single gate for 20 minutes although again you know as I say that I'm like why why not um but I did go into the presence piece for a while so let's just keep rolling um after gate 16 we go into gate 35 and gate 35 is the gate of change it's all about this like hunger this thirst for adventure and it's got this like superhero energy to it this is another one that's really all about like sharing with the collective but it's really more about like having the experience and bringing other people with us like look at the places we can go you know like life is boundless energy is boundless experiences are boundless like there's really no 
cap on where we can go. And it is a very like emotional, experiential energy that we're experiencing here in Gate 35. Um, and after, let's see, is there anything else I want to say about this one? Gate 35 was like really finding the adventure in every moment, you know, even if it's just like a walk around the block, um, like really satisfying this thirst for adventure in each present moment and even bringing in some of this like enthusiastic energy of mastery from gate 16 where it's not necessarily about like doing a million different things in like a really shallow way but also letting yourself like do the same thing over and over and over again and find the adventure and like going deep into one thing so it can be both, you know, we can do a lot of things <laughs> and find adventure that way, but like we could also explore the same place and like find new crevices, find new corners, new unexplored depths. Um, so after 35, we move into gate 45 and we are actually currently in gate 45 as I record this. Let me see how much longer. We're going to be in gate 40. Yeah, we'll be in gate 45 a couple more days. So like maybe when I <laughs> release this podcast, we'll still be in gate 45. We might be in gate 12. We'll see. Um, let me go back to my calendar. So we're still in the throat center. We're going to be in the throat center until like the very end of Gemini season. And gate 45 is like the energy of the queen, um, the voice of the community, it's got this energy of like synergy and communion. Um, the shadow of this one is dominance, you know, sort of like control for control's sake or like a micromanaging energy. But really, this is all about like coming together in community, working on behalf of the whole, working on behalf of the greater good without sacrificing your individuality, your sovereignty. This isn't about, um, like, this is moving us past an idea or a manifestation of, like, toxic community where it's all kind of, like, toxic codependency and everyone upholding or attempting to maintain this illusion of safety. This is really about like a community of strong individuals and no one feeling like they have to dominate anyone else. Like, oh, you're not allowed to have that point of view or like your experience is wrong or like whatever it is. It's like a community of strong, sovereign individuals. And even though the root of this is a bit hierarchical, like rooted in tribal unit structures, this is about moving beyond hierarchy into true communion where it, you know, again, it's not about anyone telling anyone else, you know, that they are right or wrong. It's like everyone is having their own unique, perfect experience for them and um, really working together to strengthen the community as a whole, to express what the community needs on the material plane, to allocate resources to those in the community who are in need. Um, and also it, it's, it's like mutual 
it's like uplifting, an uplifting of the whole community, an expression of the whole community in its highest manifestation. Um, with this one, I'm going to start talking a little bit um, because, you know, these are the ones that are that are coming up. I'm going to talk about the earth activations as well that correspond with these sun activations. So while the sun is in gate 45, the earth is going to be in gate six. And it really is. It's, a, it's all about this like strong community connection, like a connection with other people on like a really deep level. It's not just like surface level. It's not about like, oh, let's just like keep things cool and maintain the status quo. It's like an actual true deep connection. Like what do we actually want here? What do we desire? Like how can we feed each other and not just sort of this like straw man of upholding um, this illusion of like, what does a good community look like? You know, it's not about like the white picket fence, Stepford wife kind of, you know, former ideal. It's really about like a return to truth and true communication, true connection, true communion. So really coming back when, you know, if you kind of like feel a flavor of that hierarchy come in or a flavor of like superiority, really dropping into your body. Okay, let's, here we go. Let's drop back into our physical bodies if we've, if we've left, um, and really finding a way to connect with the humanity of the other person. Like, even if it's someone that you disagree with, um, you know, understanding that they have had their own unique experiences. I'm not saying that everyone is a saint or that everyone is like, you know, even has good intentions, but on some level, like recognizing the humanity of the other in order to like really ground this into the earthly plane. Okay, let's move into gate 12. Gate 12 we're still in the throat center. Um, this one has like a very mystical flavor. Um, there's like a real emotional resonance to this one. It's like individual creative expression that's really more about like the frequency uh, versus the actual words that are coming out of your mouth. It's like, are you actually physically on board on an embodied level with what you are saying like are you plugged into truth or are you just kind of like saying hollow words um and this one is like this ability when plugged in like when connected to really touch people on a deep level um where it's like they won't even really it's like i i, I don't know why I love listening to this person or I don't even know really like I don't understand what they're even saying <laughs> but it, like it doesn't matter because like something in you is being activated on a really deep level um speaking of that let's remember <laughs> right now once again to come back into our bodies to be present in our bodies um because this is really like where we can gauge that truth you know if we're not in our bodies we 
lose our connection. Um, sure, we can we can tell us something like sounds good, you know, mentally, like does it make sense? But like feeling that embodied connection with truth, you know, does it what does that feel like in my body? How is my body responding? Um, does something feel off? Like our intuition lives in our bodies. Like our intuition doesn't, it's not, it's not a mental thing. So how does your body feel right now? Connecting with the soles of your feet, connecting with your hips being supported by the chair. Maybe your back is supported by a chair as well. Maybe you're walking, like feeling your feet on the earth. Um, Just really connecting in with whatever is kind of like holding you and grounding you and connecting you to your space in the moment. Um, Okay, back to gate 12. So gate 12 carries this deep emotional resonance and it's like this ability to communicate in a way that like activates an emotional resonance in the other person it's like almost like a tuning fork um like great speakers will often have gate 12 or great performers great um you know singers poets whatever it is like someone who really can like get on a stage and like activate a feeling in other people. And I'm not saying you have to have gate 12 in order to do this, you know, like we all have the ability to experience and express like every single one of these energies in the human design chart in the I Ching. It's just that some people have this like consistent access and some of us are here to learn about these energies via other people's consistent access to those. Um, Like I don't have gate 12, but I think it's a really beautiful energy and when the sun is in gate 12 you know we all do have a chance to experience that like what does this feel like running through my own system um you know the sun in gate 12 will have a slightly different flavor than like the moon in gate 12 so just like you know being present for all of this all of this fun like cosmic soup that's activating us in every moment um Okay, what else wants to be said around gate 12? Let's see. Okay, I did want to talk about the corresponding earth activation here. And this one is a really interesting pairing to me because gate 12 is in the throat center and it's pointing down to the solar plexus, our center of spiritual awareness and emotional intelligence. And its corresponding earth activation is gate 11, which is actually in the Ajna center, um, which is like our mental processing center. Um, and gate 11 is the gate of ideas. It's the gate of idealism. It's the gate of like shining this really like this connection to inner light. So it does make sense to me that, you know, as we speak from this place, um, oh, something else I want to point out about gate 12 is that it's actually like the mirror energy. Like if you're actually visually like looking at the body graph, um, gate 20, gate, the gate of presence, the gate of the now that I spoke quite at length about earlier. Um, this one is like opposite that one. So they're almost like sister energies with just like slightly different flavors. Um, so really letting ourselves express 
emotionally from where we're at without trying to like cover it up or make it be something else or like maybe we're feeling really down and we like don't feel maybe we don't have anything to say I mean that's actually a really big lesson around gate 12 is waiting for the correct moment Um, and if we are feeling like in a place where we don't have anything to say instead of like forcing it really letting ourselves be sort of like taking space Um, taking time to be in our own energy until the thing like wants to emerge on its own. And there's also a difference between that and like judging what's coming out, you know, like maybe something wants to be expressed and we're just like, oh, that sounds terrifying to say in public Um, or what will people think? And um, in this case, I think that's where gate 11 comes in because it's really sort of like letting ourselves be led by this idealism, letting ourselves be led by this inner light instead of this judgment um, where we're really letting ourselves see the potential and like trusting our message to land with the correct people, the people who need to hear it. Um, instead of feeling like we kind of have to like dress it up in order to suit a particular idea that we have. It's really about like trusting that inner guidance system. Okay, what is next? Let me look at my... Okay, yeah, we are coming up on the last energetic that is activated in Gemini season and we're finally moving out of the throat center and we're moving down into the G center which is the center of love and identity and direction. Uh, For me this is really like the spiritual heart center. So it makes sense for me like you know in Gemini we're kind of like learning how to express ourselves who we are and our self-expression and it kind of like facilitates this like deeper dropping into like a deeper level of embodiment and like deeper it's like it unlocks a key into our own heart space like our ability to really like trust what we have to say in the world um gate 15 I really love (laughs) I think I say that about like every single one but um gate 15 is the gate of extremes it's one of the love gates and it's like a love of the extremes of humanity a love of the extremes within yourself a love of like the freaks of the world and the weirdos and just like the weirdness in you um there's a deep connection to nature and natural cycles here so Gate 15 in the G center is pointing down to gate 5 in the sacral center. And gate 5 is sort of, is like the sister energetic to this. And that gate 5 is like consistent cycles and consistent rhythms. So like the wheel of the year, um, the daily cycle of day to night, like the sun always rises, the sun always sets. Um, you know, seasonal changes that are very consistent and very predictable. And then gate 15 is like sort of the wilder aspect of nature. Like you can't predict necessarily when it's going to rain or when there's going to be a rainbow or when there's going to be like a crazy storm or when a volcano is going to erupt. Like that's the gate of extremes. (laughs) So there is this like deep connection to the natural world um, within yourself, within your body, But there's also this need in that connection to really like let yourself have your own 
extremes. Um, you know, let yourself rain when it's time to rain. <laughs> let yourself be sunny when it's time to be sunny without judging where you are. Um, you know, if you think about like the clouds when it's time to rain, the clouds aren't like bummed about it they're not like oh my god people aren't gonna like this if we rain like no it's just fucking time to rain so you rain um and the gate of extremes is similar (laughs) in that like we allow ourselves to be exactly where we are uh without judgment i think it's such a perfect follow-up to gate 12 you know which is again kind of about this like emotional resonance of like maybe we're not always at the top of our emotional wave. Maybe sometimes we feel really melancholy. Maybe sometimes we feel jubilant and really letting ourselves express from where we are and like really express the truth from that space. Um, And activating that emotional counterpart, the emotional resonance in someone else, in other people, like in the sharing of our creative expression. So this gate of extremes, um, it's really important to like let ourselves be in our own rhythm here. And it's a very magnetic energy, both gate five and gate 15. Um, but it's only magnetic if we're actually like letting ourselves be in our own rhythms. So if you do have gate five, you know, those, those rhythms may be a little bit more consistent if you have gate 15. Um, and again, the sun will be in gate 15. So we might have a little bit of an experience of this ourselves, but really letting ourselves, um, go with the flow. And maybe if you kind of experience like during these six days, like, you know, maybe you want to like stay up extra late or maybe you like want to get up earlier than usual, or maybe you kind of want to do something outside of your normal routine, like just letting yourself go with it. Um, there's a really beautiful city to this one in the gene keys, which is like the highest expression of this energy that's called fluorescence. And it's like when everything blooms at once like all of the flowers come into bloom at the same time and it's like how do they know that you know like how do they how do they all know to do that and it's sort of this like innate you know intelligence that animates the flowers like we have that same intelligence within us as well so in tuning into that this very like heart-centered awareness and intelligence and following that and trusting that it's like we will be on time like we will bloom with the rest of the flowers instead of trying to fight against it like because it doesn't really fit into the idea of like maybe what we think our timing should be or maybe what we think our day will look like but like in fighting that natural rhythm we're actually keeping ourselves separate we're keeping ourselves behind we're like dulling our magnetism we're really holding ourselves back so in surrendering to these extremes like we're really feeding our own magnetism we're like participating in this energy of fluorescence which is so beautiful um and with this one the earth is in gate 10 which i just love this energy is like so beautiful um gate 10 is also in the g center it's also in the spiritual heart center and it's really all about like love of self like self-esteem self-confidence self-acceptance really just like true authenticity like you being you in the world so you know if you have any doubts about like oh my god am i doing this right am i in the right place like 
I really want to be doing this, but like, should I be doing this? Like just coming back into this like solid rooted sense of self. Um, good time to come back into your body, everyone right now, (laughs) come into your feet, hips, lower energy centers, like just let that wave of presence, you know, roll up through your body, up through your heart space, through your throat, third eye, through your crown, just coming back into right now in your body and finding somewhere this piece of self-love, this like spark of self-love and self-acceptance. And if you're having trouble, that's totally fine. You can come back to it. You know, all of this stuff is like a practice and anything that isn't immediately like, oh, I can totally latch onto that like right now. You know, that's that's fine. Like we all have this stuff unfolding in different times. Let's let's go back to the the gate of extremes. Like we can't predict when this stuff is happening. We are all on a different path. Like we're all here to have these life experiences at different times. So really finding this self-acceptance here that wherever you are now is truly absolutely perfect. Um, That's a really beautiful way to like ground this in to come back to yourself. So, okay, if that completes Gemini, we're going to move into cancer season, you know, fairly soon, a couple of weeks, and we'll talk more about cancer season then. Um, In the meantime, let's see, have we already entered into our Saturn retrograde? I think that we have. Let me just let me just peek real quick. Um, yeah. Okay. So like last week, Saturn went retrograde and I will be talking about that soon. Um, if you have any questions about that, let me know. Um, I still, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll pop it on the end of this because I still, um, I'm like, where am I putting these? Um, how, how are you getting in touch with me? So website, laurel-hill.uk.uk .co.uk, laurel-hill.co.uk. On Instagram, I'm laurel.greenhill. And um, yeah, I'll put put somewhere in the show notes wherever those end up about how to get in touch. If you have a Gemini in your life that you know and love, please feel free to share this episode with them. Please, you know, do the whole rate and review thing. I would really appreciate it. Um, And I hope you have a beautiful week, a beautiful rest of your Gemini season.